concerned. Fox Sports 1498.3 FM presents Start Your Engines. Here's your race team for today. Show producer, Ronnie Black. Track reporter and racing insider, Nelson Crozier. Former NASCAR team manager and author, Greg Moore. Now, here's your host for Start Your Engines. Racing historian and author, Perry Allen Wood. Good morning and a happy Labor Day weekend. And welcome to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400, 98.3 FM here in Spartanburg, South Carolina, where it looks like a typical South Carolina Labor Day weekend with uh, the temperatures somewhere between 90 and 100, which is uh, what it's supposed to be on Labor Day around this part of the country. I'd like to welcome in Alex Smith this morning, who's running the boards for Ronnie, who is uh, traveling with the Burns uh, football team. And I think they're going to see a Yankees game or something today. And we got Gene Murphy here from Murphy's Law, the uh, columnist for uh, Spartanburg Herald Journal. You got your article this week? Uh, yeah, it would come in the, in the Morris paper. Okay, we'll be looking forward to that. Greg, how you doing this morning? Well, I'm here, but like I say, it's, just, it's typical Southern 500 weekend weather. Yep. That's all I can say about it. It's hot. It's supposed to be hot. It's supposed to be hot. You're exactly right. Durant tricks. We could do a two-hour show today, no sweat, on all the, all the Darlington stuff we have, uh, information, plus... Uh, you know, I think two people, two family names that stand out more than any other with uh, Darlington International Raceway would be the Moore family and the Pearson family. Well, we've got a Moore that's a regular member of the cast here, and uh, and we've got a special guest today, Larry Pearson, two-time Bush Series champion, winner at Darlington, son of David Pearson. So we're going to have him on about 20 minutes after and look real forward to talking to Larry. We haven't talked to him in a while. But we're going to turn it over right now to uh, Gene Murphy and let him bring us up to date. On, he's got a packed schedule, too, so we're going to cram in as much of it as we can here for uh, for the local scene. Take it. All right. I'm gonna, if, I, if I get close to a break, y'all just give me a wave. I'm just going to kind of roll with it here. But... Uh, you got about five minutes. Okay. <laughs> and uh, about uh, the Carolina Clash uh, Super Late Mile Series, they're going to have a doubleheader weekend. And uh, it starts tonight at Lancaster Speedway and um, for a 4,000 win event. And tomorrow, they're going to head over to Cherokee Speedway for the 12th Annual Hall of Fame race and, uh, in Gaffney. And uh, that's going to be a 5,000 win event. And they're going to have, uh, also on the schedule, is going to be Sika Crate Lake Models, Limited Sportsman, uh, the MMSA Stock Fours, Crate Sportsman, Renegade, Thunder Bomber, and Extreme Four. And uh, gates open at 4. Racing starts tomorrow at 8. Grandstand admission is $20 with children 10 and under admitted free. Uh, pit pass is $30. And I mentioned it was the Hall of Fame race. Uh, it's the 12th uh, Hall of Fame event track hall of fame and uh this year's inductees are ernie elkins dennis rambo franklin rick gosnell uh tommy robs and buddy smith and they'll be recognized during a short ceremony before uh the racing action gets started and uh i noticed that harris speedway they're gonna host the outlaw late models tomorrow and uh they have also got other divisions on hand, Pure Stock, Young Guns, Sick of Thunder Bomber, Stock 4, Renegade, Stock 8, Craig Sportsman, Front Wheel Drive, V6 Front Wheel Drive, Grandstand is open at 5, 
Missions fifteen dollars. Ages ten under. Admitted free. Pits open at four. Pit pass is thirty dollars. Drivers meeting scheduled for seven. And track action will get underway right after. And uh, I wanted to mention uh, a Lawrence County Speedway. They're racing tonight. They're highlighted with a twelve hundred win uh, MMSA stock four race. But I wanted to mention about last week. I talked about the the tragic event with the with the one year old that drowned, and they were going to raise money last week, auction and everything. They raised eleven thousand six hundred fifty five dollars last Saturday. Oh, that's fantastic! And uh, I just think it's always awesome for the the way the racing family comes together. Yeah. You know, and I just think that was uh, is a tragic event, but you know, they're trying to help out with medical expenses, funeral expenses. And um, one thing I wanted to go back to there's a big the big story so far this weekend is. Uh, Last night, Luke's Oil Series started a three-race weekend uh, at Ponderosa Speedway in Junction City, Kentucky. Eddie Carrier Jr. won the rain-shortened event. They only they had to cut it to 30 laps. The rain moved in. Uh, he's the 17th different winner, Lucas Oil Series, this year. But the big story was Scott Bloomquist missed the main event. And uh, Has that ever happened before? Well, it's not in recent memory. But what happened is he, uh, he got there late. And uh, got there right in the middle of qualifying. So he had to fall into the rear of a heat race, and he stayed there in the heat race. So he never advanced. He Because you got to advance so far, you got to finish so many top positions to transfer into the main event. So he didn't transfer into the main event. I had the heat and didn't have a provisional. So he missed the main event. That's a first. And that was a disaster for his championship uh, hopes because they've got they're 41 races down in the season. I got 11 more to go. And uh, he went into the event 155 points behind Davenport, Jonathan Davenport. And then he was in second place. Well, he left there 245 points behind in third. So, I mean, it's not uh, it's not impossible for him to make it back up, but that's a lot to give up here this late. And, you know, you're already... A bit behind you, especially with Davenport and them. I mean, you just don't want to give them races, you know. I'd hate to be in his way the rest of the season. Oh yeah, because I mean, Bloomquist, you don't ever want to count out. And uh, but that was a whatever caused him to be late. That was a huge gaffe, you know. And uh, and last weekend we talked about the Mansfield Million and uh, Earl Pearson Jr. of Jacksonville, Florida, won won the event. Took home $202,940. That's un- unbelievable for a short dirt track race. And uh, it was the second largest pay-in dirt lake mile event of all time. Mm. And uh, but uh, and and to throw this out there, his uh, black diamond chassis was powered by a Clements Racing Engine. There you go. So there's a local tie right there. Yep. And, uh, and to add to a little more historical things, like we're talking about the second biggest pay-in race with the Mansfield Million last week, well, uh, tomorrow, uh, the 50th annual Hillbilly 100 is at Tyler County Speedway in West Virginia tomorrow. It's going to pay 50000 to win. And that's also a Lucas Oil event. And it's, that's going to be the largest pay-in one-day show in Dirt Lake Mile history. Because, uh, you know, a lot of times the big, the big events, they're split up into two- or three-day shows. But this is going to be one-day show. 50,000 win, and it's 50,000 win because it's the 50th annual. Yeah. And uh, and then, of course, next weekend, the World 100 
That's the biggest of them all. That's like the Daytona 500, the Indianapolis 500, to put it in perspective for Dirt Lake Mall. Uh, He's saying that so I'll understand. Yeah. <laughs> you see me look right at you. Yeah, he's looking right at me. <laughs> this is the World 100 is the is the race, and uh, so uh, there's a lot going on. Uh, it's Labor Day weekend. We're gonna be talking about Darlington, uh, but Labor Day weekend it's meant for racing. That's and, right, and it's just uh, it's just great to be a part. I'm glad we got looks like great weather. So. Uh, Perry, I just put it back to you. Okay, thank you, Gene. And we'll give you more time next week. And in two weeks, we'll, Greg and I are going to be away, and we're going to give Gene the whole show so he can uh, he can uh, gloss over the NASCAR Indianapolis and all that kind of racing and, and talk all he wants to about the locals. Yeah, but we, we appreciate that, Gene. We just uh, Darlington is so important to this area, and uh, and this being the Labor Day weekend, we want to. I want to get some perspective here from Greg. Uh, I mean, Greg's father. Bud Moore Engineering and, and Greg being a part of that team, uh, they won this race three times. They won it in 57 with Speedy Thompson when uh, the first 500-mile race, stock car race, to ever average over 100 miles an hour. Then they won it in 1960 with uh, Buck Baker on, on a rim and run the last three laps on the rim and, and edged out Rex White. And then in 66 when Greg actually rode into victory lane and in the winning car with Daryl Derringer and that little comet that was... Uh, an independent operation that beat all the big factory Dodges and, and Fords and everything. But what I wanted Greg to tell us about, and regardless of what you may read someplace else, the, the last Budmore operation, the last time they ever loaded up over here on, on 400 North Fairview Avenue and went to a racetrack was um, for the Southern 500 20 years ago this, this year. It was on September 6, 1998. Greg, why don't you tell us about what happened there? Well, I tell you what, it was. We had a real good run, and uh, but you know we'd gotten to a flux where we lost uh, sponsorship at the end of '96, and we were going through a situation where we were looking for sponsors, but at the same time looking for a possible buyer. Uh, we got into a situation where a man was attempting to buy the team, and we went to Michigan with it and and run pretty decent, and uh, then done some test work. And we'd went to Darlington and actually tested. Well, in the meantime, uh, he had financially, the way we had it set up, he didn't think it was feasible for him to do it, so he backed out. Uh, so there we were, you know, we had a car, and uh, we'd been tested at Darlington. And uh, we had Ted Musgrave, who Ralph thought they were going to sit him out. But uh, Good driver. Good, he is a real good driver. We were going to hire him for a three-year deal. I don't want to get into that, but... But he, he, he could get the job done, and so Bud had his set up underneath it. It was a, a Budmore entry, had our engine in it. Uh, it was the last official race that I can claim was all all us's. And uh, we went to qualify, and uh, like I say, we had tested, the, you know, the week or so or two weeks earlier. I think they had a week pause or something in there, and uh, we thought we had a shot at, like, a top five start position, but when we got, when we went down in turn one, which used to be turn three, you know, when they flopped it around and it, the car bottomed out, it just barely scrubbed enough, and, you know, qualifying this close, so we wound up starting 32nd. A typical day, Darlington, hot, just like it is right now. Now we're starting uh, 32nd. We kind of had to put together pit crew with what guys, you know, we could gather back up. And, um, 
they dropped the green flag, and of course, you know, Ted was wanting to prove himself because he had kind of been laid out by Rouse a little bit, and uh, they dropped the green flag, and he, was, I, I told some people, I said, watch three and four, which is, you know, one and two now. I said, because that's, that's how Bud sets the car up. I said, he's going to be going so fast through there, and he was getting him about two a lap. And, uh, Matter of fact, we got up to about Perry was it about fifteenth? You, you, you passed about half of them. You had to pass. Yeah, yeah. We, it was about half of them before the caution come out. I mean, we got all the way to Rudd, blowed by him, but we were clocking. Gordon won the race, and he was leading at the time. And we were coming through traffic, passing cars, and running a second a lap faster than he was leading the race. In, in clear traffic. In clear traffic. And no traffic. So. We had a caution come in, uh, had a fairly a fairly decent pit stop. It wasn't the greatest one in the world, but we didn't gain no position. Went back out still about 15th, 16th. The car ran about three laps and had a plug wire hop off of it. But the plug wire, we wasn't running for points. You know, it popped and missed a few times, and it was like a timing chain or something. Or like, it just went on seven cylinders. So we told him, shut it down. We rolled in and... Uh, when things guys find out, I mean, that was just got an insult to injury that, you know, it was a plug wire that the heat or something got to it. But that's the last time that Bud Moore Engineering and me and Daniel and the guys on the race team that, that officially loaded up, regardless, like Perry says, what you hear. And uh, that was in that 20 years ago. And of all places to have done it, I couldn't have thought of a better place that ended, you know, our careers there. Because we always did run awful good. But I can say one thing about it. We were the fastest thing on the racetrack while we were there. So I can live with that. So I, I got something I'm kind of proud of. Greg, that's a great story. And, uh, of course, I'm, I'm not really trying to sell a book here. But that story is in the, the biography of the, the Greg's uh, Budmore's right-hand man. That, that story's in there. And as far as Budmore uh, is concerned, he ran in the first Southern 500 in 1950 on September the 4th. And he had two cars with uh, Harold Kite and Joe Eubanks. You know, while I was waiting to pick you up, I was a little early and I went and rode through Oakwood Cemetery and I saw Joe's gravestone over there. 71. Did he pass away in 71? Yeah, passed away in 71. But uh, um, Joe Eubanks interred right here in uh, downtown Spartanburg. But... Uh, Bud Moore, he won the he won the spring race, the Rebel race twice with Joe Weatherly in '63 and Dale Earnhardt in '82, and one of the most exciting races I've ever seen when he, he beat Cale Yarborough. And uh, Cale Yarborough thought that was his home track, but I believe it actually belonged to to David Pearson and um, Larry Pearson and Bud Moore, whoever was driving for him. So um, yeah, we're uh, Spartanburg's got such a huge connection with um, Darlington, we can't forget. 1970, when Cotton Owens won Darlington with Buddy Baker in the wing Dodge. So, uh, uh, and, and I was watching. could get around there, too. The, the film of the 57 race, if I'm not mistaken, the one that Speedy won, Cotton qualified on the outside front row, and he just drove off and left him at the start. Well, actually, Cotton was on the inside. He was on the pole. Yeah. And um, he just drove off and left everybody. And uh, and he also was on the pole in 1960 and then won the race with Buddy Baker in, in 70. So uh, Cotton Owens had a – he was a master down there, too. So we're going to um, – we're going to slip away and take a break here in a couple of seconds and come back and have Larry Pearson, 
son of David Pearson and uh, a winner at, uh, at Darlington in 1995 in the Bush Series. So uh, hang around. We're going to be back with more Start Your Engines. You're listening to Fox Sports Spartanburg, 1400 AM and 98.3 FM. There's no points racing here. Greg, Perry, Ronnie, and Nelson are racing to win. You're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. The Beacon has served over 300 menu selections of burgers, barbecue, chicken, fish, and more for over 70 years. Jerry, what's been the most popular? Chili cheese, I flat tie. I need flounder. Cheeseburger like a burger, make it cry. Give me a bacon with no trim. <laughs> had a feeling you'd say that. Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John B. White Senior Boulevard in Spartanburg. Hey, flat tie. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASC certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. High school football season is rolling, and so is our Friday football frenzy. The frenzy is presented by Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina. The perfect place for your family to get away. The Friday football frenzy. All season long, here on Spartanburg County's home for high school football. Fox Sports 1498 3FM. We spend a lot of time in our cars, so make that time well spent with the help from Elite Audio. Elite Audio on Asheville Highway can upgrade your sound system, add a navigation system, customize your interior, and does custom tires and wheels. And check this out. Elite Audio offers 90 days same as cash with no credit check. All you need is an active checking account and proof of appointment. Visit EliteAudioOnline.com or drop by 1504 Asheville Highway in Spartanburg. At Elite Audio, you dream it, we build it. It's football season, which means it's time for tailgates. To make your tailgate number one, you need to visit Game Day Barbecue in Duncan. Game Day Barbecue has all your tailgate favorites, including pulled pork, smoked chicken, ribs, and brisket. Match any of those with their eight homemade sides, like mac and cheese or potato salad, and you have a winning team. Game Day Barbecue, 165 West Main Street in Duncan, opens 10.30 a.m. till 7 p.m. Wednesday through Saturday. So stop in for lunch or dinner or call them at 864-249-6787 to cater your event or tailgate. Game Day Barbecue, we do things the old-fashioned way. At Palmetto Spirits, Jim and Joe can help you find exactly what you want, and they couldn't be more different. Jim loves Clemson. Joe's a Gamecock. Jim has short hair. Joe's is long. Jim is old. All right, distinguished. Joe is young. Palmetto Spirits customers will tell you that one is devastatingly handsome, and the other is not at all. What Jim and Joe do have in common is they both know wines and fine liquors. Come see for yourself. Palmetto Spirits, Reedville Road on Spartanburg's west side, where customer service makes the difference. 
It's pretty obvious that the Steak Horse Restaurant and Billiards has billiards, right? It's in their name. But now they are expanding their games to include dart leagues, cornhole, and classic arcade games. Now at Steak Horse, you can shoot unlimited games of pool from 11 a.m. until 6 p.m. for only $10. Steak Horse also has some of the best food around, from their famous ribeye steak with steamed veggies and twice-baked potato to my favorite, the St. Louis-style ribs with baked beans and slaw. Visit our friends at Steak Horse Restaurant and Billiards, 2600 East Main Street, Spartanburg, open daily at 11 a.m. For everything happening here at the station, download our Fox Sports 1400 app today. Type Fox Sports 1400 to search Google Play or the Apple Store to get started. Welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg 1400. Beautiful Labor Day Saturday morning and... uh, whether you know it or not, it's Darlington weekend. I think everybody in this room knows it by now. And uh, across the across our listening area in the state and in the country, if you're a race fan, and if you're a race fan, you know that uh, there's two. There's not really more famous names associated with Darlington than the Moore family and the Pearson family. And we are so tickled to death to have right now with us Larry Pearson, two-time Bush Series champion, 1995 winner of the Bush race at Darlington. And um, good morning. Welcome to Start Your Engines, Larry. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, before we get into it too far, I, I got to say that Larry uh, taught my son Jake how to drive. And uh, so uh, <laughs> I, I can, uh, it only took him like three weeks to get his first two speeding tickets. So I don't know if Larry, <laughs> I don't know if Larry had anything to do with that or not. But um, we really appreciate you, Larry. And uh, as I've been saying this morning, uh, there's there's no more famous names associated with uh with Darlington and the Moors and the Pearsons. And um, before we get into it too far, how is your father doing? Uh, he's doing good. Uh, health-wise, he's doing great. Uh, uh, he, he's having a little problem walking right now, but uh, we still have to help him walk a little bit. But uh, as far as his health, he's doing doing fine. That's great. I, anytime any race fan hears that I'm from Spartanburg, that's the first thing they ask me is, how's David Pearson? So I, mean, I wanted to get that... I wanted to get that out on the on the air first, Larry. You, um, I, I don't know if this is the truth or not, but uh, I would think that maybe Darlington was one of your favorite tracks. Your family was so great down there. It was. Uh, it was a very challenging track, uh, but uh, you know, I was I was able to win in '95, and uh, it's just it, it's it's just a great track to go to. It's a driver's track, and. Uh, you know, I've always enjoyed running there. Uh, we've run, ran good there. And, uh, of course, Dad, he's won there 10 times. And uh, so it, it's, it's been good to us. Yeah, no doubt about it. I, uh, well, William me and Larry were talking earlier in the week. Uh, when uh, David went to drive for the Wood Brothers, which I've always said, I mean, everybody knows David Pierce is the greatest race driver in the world. That's the truth. I mean, that's that's just a fact, known fact. And... Uh, the first time he drove for the woods was down at at uh, Darlington Southern 500. And he goes out and makes a couple of laps. Then they can't find him. And so they figured he might needed to, you know, Leonard made a little change on the car or something. I can't remember. So they found him, finally found him. And uh, Leonard Roy said, well, David, you reckon you need to go out and make another lap or two of practice? He just turned around with a straight face. He said, them other guys need practice. I don't need no practice. <laughs> he went out and set it on the pole about three tenths. With two laps of yeah. practice. Now oh that, yeah, he that, was. Uh, I was he, you, he, he knew that track. 
Well, Larry, you, uh, what was it about the track that, uh, I mean, I know it was a driver's track and everything, but uh, is it just uh, the quirkiness of it, the one big sweeping turn and the other tight turn? And, the, and the, you know, just what was it about Darlington? Yeah, it was just uh, probably it, it was just like it was one and a half grooves wide, uh, one end. It, it was basically shaped like an egg, uh, turns. Uh, one and two now. One and two uh, is the you know long sweeping end, and three and four is now the tight end. And it's almost impossible to set your car up for for all four corners there. Uh, it was just very challenging, and and you really had to be on your toes the whole the whole race. There was really no time to relax. You know, when I was refreshing myself with your career last night, um, looking at some stuff on the computer. I was looking for that. I was looking for the win. Um, I remember that it was emotional, an emotional win because I, I remember your father coming into Victory Victory Lane after you uh, after you won the the race down there. I didn't remember if it was the spring race or the fall race, and I would have sworn it would have been in either eighty um, six or eighty seven when you were the champion. But you actually won down there. It was the spring race, but it was in ninety five, which. Uh, you know, that was like, um, and you won again at Myrtle Beach for your last victory in the Bush Series. But uh, that was that was a little bit later on when you were, it wasn't in the Chattanooga Chew car. No, it wasn't. Uh, in the 80s, uh, we always ran good. Uh, I, actually, I sat on the pole down there a couple of times. But uh, for some reason, uh, uh, Darlington just, it would reach out and grab me. Uh, you know, he weren't alone. That wall, we didn't get we didn't get along too well down there. Well, I know that um, you weren't alone in that. A lot of people got grabbed, <laughs> but um, you, uh, you, the, you never had any problem uh, getting around the track, and even the people that dominated. I know I was looking at the the other winners, and it was like uh, when you weren't winning, it was Mark Martin or Harry Gant, and uh, and Daryl Walter won during that period. Uh, and then we're talking in the Bush series, and so you know there was just a lot of a lot of great names and 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 great stars. And you know, and back in those days, I didn't feel bad about seeing a a cup driver running with the the Bush series drivers. I mean, you you might not have liked it too much, but I thought it was kind of a I, I thought it was a kind of a neat thing for for the bigger you know the big name cup guys to run with the Bush cars. But now it kind of disgusts me to see uh, Kyle Petty. Out there winning every, I'm uh, Kyle Petty, Kyle Bush out there winning every week. <laughs> no, it, it didn't bother me at all. Actually, uh, running with those guys, it, it actually helps. Believe it or not, uh, you know you can see pretty much like when you go to a track like Darlington, you can see pretty much like they're doing, and uh, you can learn a lot from them. Of course, Dad, he he told me you know how to get around the place. It just took me a, took me a while to learn what he was telling me to do, but. Uh, it's just, I don't mind at all, you know, the cup drivers racing. Uh, the thing is, you're not really getting beat by the drivers. You're getting beat by the manufacturers. I mean, the, the cup drivers that run in the Bush Series or Xfinity Series now, I mean, they have all the, the engineers and things like that, where the, the normal Xfinity drivers don't have engineers and the crews to compete. So it, it's actually not the cup drivers that you have to beat because uh, there's drivers in the Xfinity series that uh are good drivers and uh they just can't compete with the uh 
you know the manufacturers and the engineers and everything that the cups team the cup drivers have with the yeah they kind of what, what like I say at uh, at the time Larry won the race was running real good at Darlington uh, you know you would have you know some super good cup guys would would come to the thing and actually I'm sure it was a lot more rewarding uh, out running those guys. Uh, when they've done it, but what they're doing today, uh, I don't like the way they, they do it anymore. You know, it's okay to have a few big name drivers in, you know, to, to spice it up a little bit. And, uh, like I say, Larry Pierce could outrun them most of the time. And, uh, they won championships two in a row. And, uh, but what they're doing now, there's a lot of things in NASCAR that we don't like right now. But, uh, <laughs> hopefully, hopefully with one of the developments. That this happened over the recent weeks. That maybe somebody's going to push some buttons in the right direction and uh, get that thing straightened out. What do you think, Larry? Yeah, I hope so. Uh, there's a now's the ch- now's the time. I mean, NASCAR now they have a chance to to make some changes and uh, get it, you know, the way it should be. And uh, you know, hopefully, they'll take advantage of that. Larry, do you still have any of your old cars sitting no, back in a we, back uh, in a shop or anything, in, or in, the, in a barn or something somewhere? <laughs> I wish. Uh, no, we sold everything. Uh, we still have the shop and still have uh, equipment in the shop, and uh, you know things like that. But uh, you know, we don't have any cars left. No, not even. Uh, I mean, I, I know your father there uh, when they. Opened the track back up at the fairgrounds for a little while, and they were they were trying to build that museum here and everything. He built like a thirty-seven Ford or something like that, didn't he? Some uh, uh, a, a car. Yeah, no, we right still, here. We, yeah. You still right. got we that? Still, we still have that. Yeah. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, we still got got his uh, thirty-seven Ford, and uh, I think Eddie has a uh, Eddie's got an Arca car over there that Eddie used to drive on some dirt tracks, and. Uh, that's about it as far as the race cars. Now, Dad, does, he still has some older cars there, uh, some vintage cars, not race cars, but uh, older cars that he's, he likes to collect, and uh, we still have some of those. But uh, Motorcycles? <laughs> oh, God, yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he, he's a big Harley person, and he had, uh, he's had he got uh, got some Harleys, uh, three or four in there still, but... Uh, you know that's about it, Larry. I know uh, you. Uh, excuse me for bringing this up, if uh, if you don't want to really talk about it, and you don't have to say too much. But I was uh, a lot of a lot of people. I know the last time they probably heard heard about you was that awful wreck you had at Bristol back in uh, March of 2010 when uh, you got t-boned up there by Charlie Glotz back in a in a Legends race. Um, are you fully recovered from that? I mean, uh, that was a that was bad. Yeah. Uh good thing is i don't uh, remember much of it uh believe it or not it knocked me out uh i know i have some pins and screws uh in my hand and both knees and i have a rod and some pins in my uh, left leg and ankle but uh i bet, those, that, I bet yeah. those metal detectors go crazy when you get on an airplane don't they i do have to go through a certain uh, <laughs> checkpoint at airports you're right i do yeah, they have to run you through the different aisle. But I, I'll say one thing, you know, we were we were fortunate enough to uh, we tried to make Daytona in '97 
you know, we was talking about earlier about the, the last time we ran was 98. Uh, Larry agreed to come down there. We did. We had a sponsor. If we'd have made the race, we had Universal Studios. who was going to give us like one hundred twenty-five thousand dollars. And uh, Larry was wicked fast down there. We didn't qualify very good because we didn't have our shot package like some of the others, and had our own engine in it, which we could have, you know, done something else. But out there in the draft, Larry could just run anywhere on the racetrack because that car was set up to handle good. And we were fifth fastest in happy hour before 125 miler. And uh, the only thing is the crew chief we had wanted to requalify to try to run. I said, no, you don't want to do that. Of course, I didn't want to. You know, we were down there trying to make the race to make ourselves look good. I knew that uh, it was going to put 10 cars more in front of Larry when when the race started. And sure enough, you know, Larry run like a tenth quicker or so. But it wasn't enough to make any difference. So we started 125 miler way at the back. Well, Larry was able to hang on to the, to the draft at the front. But by being back there, a guy wrecked and we flattened the right front tire and missed the show by one position. Mm. And that was about the sickest I think me and Bud Moore have ever been in our lives. But if they had just set on our time like we should have, because Larry can get around Daytona Pearson as good as anybody. I mean, was that the last time you ever tried to run in, uh, in the cup, Larry? Yeah, it was. I, yeah, I think it's ninety seven or ninety eight. Yeah, it was. Uh, we was running too. I tried. Oh yeah, we, we was going, buddy. We was we getting it done. <laughs> we were getting it done. Oh now. boy, what coulda, shoulda, woulda. Yeah, but I mean, yeah, I know. we just made a bone boneheaded move. You know. No. Well, it's just it's easy to look back on things, you know, and say, you know, we should have done this, should have done that. But at at the time, it was just. Uh, you know, just it was a decision that we that we made, and you know, turned out to be wrong. But you know, life is full of mistakes, so yeah. you know, you just have to live with it. Larry, uh, I got to ask you one question that I, when I was promoting this show on uh, Mark Hauser's and uh, his afternoon show the other day, we were talking about Coach Carr. Didn't you play for Spartanburg High School football? No, that was Ricky. That was, that was Ricky. That wasn't you. Okay, I, I thought yeah. you I, no. actually. I thought you both did. No, I, w- I should have. Uh, I could run, and I could catch, but uh, I had uh, things like racing on my mind. Your right foot was too heavy. That's it. His right foot was too heavy. Hey, one thing he could bowl. <laughs> he could bowl good because I we bowled in uh, like a, yeah. a teenage league or whatever. And he, he he's on the team to beat. He, I think it was him and Rob Zoglio and a couple others. It might have been his cousin or whatever. I think the best we ever finished in the points or something, however that thing worked, was about, oh, shoot, you have about 20 teams with about fifth, and they smoke us so bad. It was Larry, Larry and them with this 250 and all kind of real good games like that. So Larry, tell us about... a lot of fun. Yeah, t- tell us about your... Um, promote your driving school real quick before we have to let you go. Uh, Pearson Driving School, uh, it's in Bowling Springs. Uh, it's It's doing great. Actually, it's doing too well, believe it or not. Uh, but I'm not going to complain. Uh, it's just uh, just me by myself. Uh, I take the kids out driving and get them prepared for their for their license, and uh, it's great. I mean, I, I really enjoy you know riding with the kids and you know having conversation with them, and uh, you learn a lot. It keeps you young riding with those those young kids like that, and. You just you you learn a lot of things that's going on in schools these days, and uh, I have a ball. It's just it's a really a lot of fun. 
Well, that 15-year-old son of mine seven years ago that you trained is uh, in the United States Marine Corps now. And he's coming home this weekend, and I haven't seen him in six months. So uh, I'll tell him. uh, He was always so proud that a a NASCAR champion taught him how to drive. I said, no, your daddy taught you. Larry just got you certified or whatever so you could uh, get that certificate. Yeah, that's that, that's right. You get the insurance discount and everything. And I, I, I hope Jake. I did not teach him how to uh, speed and get get his uh, get speeding tickets. But <laughs> you know, we did we did uh, we done done a couple of donuts and spun around a little bit and. Uh, and, and things like that. But other than that, no, I did not teach him how to speak. So. I know. I was just giving you a hard time. I'm going to say, <laughs> Larry was so generous when we did the thing at the Chapman Center on the history of NASCAR, history of auto racing in Spartanburg County. He just opened up uh, everything, gave us his uh, championship trophy, uh, uniforms, uh, all sorts of stuff. Larry, we love having you on the show. We don't have you on near enough. And um, we appreciate you coming on Start Your Engines, and we'd like to have you back sometime. I'd be glad to do it, buddy. Thank you very much. Okay, thank you. That's Larry Pearson, a real legend and one of the big names in stock car racing history, uh, especially here for Darlington Weekend. We're going to take a break right now and come back with Nelson Crozier for our last segment of the week. And you're listening to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports 1400. Start Your Engines will be back after this quick pit stop on Fox Sports 1498.3 FM. Steve and Jerry here from the world-famous Beacon Drive-In in Spartanburg. Jerry, the Beacon opened back in 1946. How many years have we been serving great food at great prices? Hey, Plante! 70 years? How many folks are we still serving every week? Hey, Plante! Well, like you always say, I like my job, but I love my customers. But can you say something other than hey, Plante? All it! Join Steve and Jerry at the world-famous Beacon Drive-In, John White Boulevard in Spartanburg, where the food is still always good since 1946. Speedy Lube in Inman says to save time is to lengthen life for you and your car. Let Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman, lengthen the life and performance of your vehicle. Speedy Lube offers professional ASE certified mechanical service for your car. Be it an oil change, AC work, tires, brakes, front end, or any type of major or minor repair. Trust Speedy Lube in Inman. Open weekdays from 8 till 6. For fast, fair, and friendly service, visit Speedy Lube, Asheville Highway in Inman. Frank's for the Memories is a great hot dog place for lunch. Why Frank's for the Memories? Because hot dogs for the Memories just doesn't cut the mustard. Frank's for the Memories has more than great hot dogs. Enjoy a choice of four delicious bird dogs featuring a deep-fried chicken tender on a hot dog bun. Frank's for the Memories makes their homemade chili daily and has great signs like french fries, onion rings, and corn nuggets. Frank's for the Memories 468 Oak Grove Road next to Westview Elementary is open for lunch Monday through Saturday till 3.30 p.m. Frank's for the Memories. Want to text the show? Download our app to use the Elite Audio text line. Search Fox Sports 1400 either at the Apple Store or via Google Play now. Sure, it's easy to jump on the Internet and search for financial information. But what happens when you run into conflicting articles and need to separate fact from fiction? That's where Trent Lancaster can help. Trent is an investment professional at Janney Montgomery Scott, located right here in the Spartanburg office, who will take the time to answer all of your investment questions. Trent can help you develop a personalized financial planning strategy with the flexibility to adapt to your changing needs. Trent can also help you with estate planning, setting up trusts, 
Trusts, income for retirement, and legacy planning for the next generation. Call Trent today for a complimentary portfolio review at 864-585-8282. That's 585-8282 or visit TrentLancaster.com. Jenny Montgomery Scott, LLC, member FINRA, NYSE, and SIPC. Every now and then, we need to get away and relax. And there's no better way than spending time at the lake. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, South Carolina, is the perfect place to decompress. At Watery Lake RV, enjoy full hookups, a bathhouse, bar and grill, and a boat ramp marina with ethanol-free gas. Hookups available on nightly, weekly, or monthly. Watery Lake RV Park and Marina in Liberty Hill, where families get away. Mention Fox Sports 1400 and get 5% off your stay up to three days. Call 803-273-3013. Drink run. Here we go. McCafe coffees, shakes, and drinks. Ain't no thing. You the man. Yeah, that's what they're going to say. Oh, Kevin, thank you so much. We love you. That's right. You the champ. The drink run champ. Welcome to McDonald's. How can I help you? Own the drink run, Kevin. Own it. Now at McDonald's, get any flavor large Minute Maid slushy for $2. Limited time only. Prices and participation may vary. A la carte only. Minute Maid is a registered trademark of the Coca-Cola Company. Welcome back to Start Your Engines on Fox Sports Spartanburg. We um, got so much action. I, I print out all this stuff to talk about, and we uh, never get to it. But one of the more interesting things is the ARCA cars are running on Monday on the dirt, the one-mile dirt at DuCoin, Illinois, which, um, I mean, that's what I think NASCAR should do would be run some dirt. Uh, we've got the Indy cars tonight on um on in on uh, NBCSN, running at um, oh where are they? I got it right here someplace. Uh, well, I thought I, at Portland, in Portland, Oregon. They hadn't been there in ten years, so they're they're going back to run there. Actually, that's tomorrow at two thirty. Uh, the Indy cars will be on the road course there, and we got the Italian Grand Prix Sunday morning at um, nine ten. That's at Monza. The uh, one of the iconic Grand Prix races. In fact, it may be the oldest. That and the French Grand Prix, I think, are the two oldest Grand Prix. So Monza, they don't run on the high banks anymore uh, like they used to. And of course, tonight the Southern Five Hundred comes on at six. Uh, I'm sorry, tomorrow night the Southern Five Hundred comes on at six o'clock. Tonight will be uh, this afternoon will be the uh, at two o'clock will be the Xfinity cars from Darlington. So. You want to stay tuned for that. And uh, do we have Nelson on the phone? We got Nelson. So uh, how about Q&A's opening there? Nelson Crozier is trackside and ready to go. What's going on at this week's big race? Let's go live to Nelson now. Good morning. Good morning, Nelson. Uh, You are at Darlington. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm headed back over the track now. It's kind of a late day. Uh, but uh, so far as 2 o'clock is cup qualifying, and the Xfinity race starts at 3. Okay. Uh, Thank the you. The cup cars uh, had practice yesterday. They had final practice uh, between 4 and 5 o'clock. Uh, and Ryan Newman was fastest, uh, followed by Chase Elliott, Jimmy Johnson, Kyle Busch, and Kurt Busch. Uh 
So it's kind of interesting practice, and nothing happens today until uh, you know they go out and get ready for the race. You know, qualifying for the cup cars is said uh, would be at two o'clock, and the Xfinity race at three o'clock, and then tomorrow, like you said, the race starts at six o'clock. Uh, 367 laps, 501.3 miles. Well, is it going to be uh, traditional Labor Day heat down there like I, like I hope it's going to be? It sure was uh, yesterday. It looks like the same today and tomorrow. You know, always a chance of passing showers, but, you know, humidity feels like it is a shower. Yeah. Nelson, what kind of, hear any kind of... Uh well, it's a good time for rumors right now. Some of the things developed, but uh, anything new developed over the last big development? Uh, no, this week it's been kind of quiet uh, because you know they had a week off and everybody went and hid. Um, <laughs> so you know, uh, tomorrow uh, and Monday, Tuesday, you'll probably start to see uh, you know. Uh, a lot of uh, rumors coming up. Uh, the big gossip right now, what is going to happen with uh, Truex and the 78 car? Are they going to find a sponsor that uh, has deep enough pockets to keep him there? Or is he going to go over to Stuart Haas? Or uh, would he go over to uh, you know, the Joe Gibbs operation? So uh, that's the biggest conjecture at the moment. And, of course, if any of that happens, who's going to fill his seat? Uh you know, the 78 car. The 78 car said they are not closing. They will run regardless. But uh, I think uh, Truex, you know, uh, is commanding a pretty healthy uh, salary. And uh, if they can't come up with a sponsor, they can put the bill for that. Uh, you know, then he'll move on to somebody who can. And, you know, if he uh, if he moves over to uh, Kurt Busch's seat, where does Kurt go? Uh then, of course, uh, BK Racing was sold at auction uh, up in Statesville this past week. And uh, Front Row Motorsports uh, won the auction for a little over $2 million. Uh, you know, that got them the charter. And, uh, you know, some equipment. Uh, the, the bank and suppliers were owed over $44 million. Good grief. So, mm. uh, so, you know, somebody... A lot of somebody's lost out a lot of money in that uh, operation. And unfortunately, uh, you know, this has happened before, not to this large a degree. But you have people come in, you know, I don't want to say they flim flam. I think they have honest uh, intentions, but they're just getting way over their head and keep going. Uh, so, you know, it's going to be interesting. But at least this week we had 40 cars uh you know, uh, for a change. We've been, you know, shy a car or two, but, you know, 40 cars this week. Jim France was there uh, in the garage again. That's good. And, uh, you know, I don't know whether he can single-handedly, well, he, he could single-handedly square it away. Uh, whether he has the energy or, uh, to do it by himself, I don't know. But the other big question, who's going to... Uh, you know, come in as the uh, head of NASCAR. Of course, you've got, you've got Jim France, you've got Mike Hilton, you've got Lisa France, uh, Kennedy, uh, all running the show right now. Uh, ben Kennedy is the obvious person who is going to take over, but the question is, will he take over now, or will they give him another year or two uh, 
you know, to uh, get some more experience. And uh, Nibrock, who was head of Lowe's before he re- uh, retired here recently, uh, was mentioned as somebody who might come in as the interim CEO. Uh, Nelson, one of the names uh, when you were talking about the musical chairs or musical cars as it is uh, with the silly season um, that I didn't hear you mention was Jamie McMurray. He looks like he may be one left out or something. Oh, that is correct. And, uh, you know, is he going to be out or, uh, you know, there there are a number of uh, spots that are open, but... uh, you know, do you want to go from being a uh, what should be a top ten car to uh, you know uh, going to a top twenty five car, or do you say, hey, you know, I spent a lot of time here, you know, I've had a good living, I've saved some money, so time for somebody else to take over. Well, and I think you just described Casey Kane. Uh, most definitely. Uh, let's get our picks in. Then I want to ask you one more thing: who you who you like for the Southern Five Hundred? And uh, David Pearson's retired, so you can't have him. <laughs> right. Uh, I think I'm going to uh, you know I don't want to say go out and win, but uh, you know wild card here and take Kurt Busch again. Well, that's not much of a limb. He's running good, and he runs good in that race. And I'm going to go next and pick uh, Casey Elliott before somebody gets him. Greg, who do you like? I'm going to really stick my neck out. I'm going to go with Harvey. Oh, oh, well, let's back up one second. Uh, <laughs> unless he's coming back from heaven, I don't think you're going to get Casey. How about Chase? Oh, did, did I say Casey? Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, <laughs> he's in the Chase is in the Chase uh, paint scheme. Though. Okay, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, yeah, Chase Elliott. My mistake. Pretty close, though. Well, I had the last name right. I should have just said Elliott, and y'all would have thought Bill. Greg, who you? Oh, you went. You said Harvick, right? Yeah, he. You know, he he won for me once. Gene, go ahead. I believe I'll go with Boyer. He's taking Boyer again, and I put Ronnie down for the eighty-eight car. Um, Bowman, Alex Bowman, and um, Alex, have a crack at it. Our, our guest uh, engineer. Bush. Okay, he's taking the eighteen. So that's a that's a wild wild uh, pick there. Yeah. Um, <laughs> What do you think about the paint schemes down there? You know, I I kind of have a thing about the throwbacks. I, I'd like for it to all be throwback race cars, and I'd like to see them do them go back into the fifties. You know, even a little further than than they do. But you know, they do like their father's paint scheme when he was a dirt tracker, and they do. Uh, I think the thirty seven cars got what a bush uh, can of beans looked like in nineteen forty or something like that. So I noticed um, Jeremy Clements has got a Rex White paint scheme, which. I, I, I love it. So far, so far, it gets my vote. What do you think about the paint jobs down there, Nelson? Uh, very interesting, very colorful. And uh, before we forget about it, uh, the museum at Carlton, now the National Motorsports uh, Press Association Museum, made a lot of changes, a lot of improvements there. So anybody headed down to Carlton, you know, if you have the time, stop at the museum. It's right off, right there at Highway 52, uh, Highway 151 at the racetrack. Yeah, I'd li- I haven't been in there in a few years. I'd love to do that. Nelson, are you wearing bell bottoms? I mean, are you participating in this uh, throwback uh, dress code no, they got uh, down there? Yesterday, I wore a big straw hat. Uh, today, <laughs> uh, I have uh, two hats I'm going to be wearing, either my uh, diehard battery hat or my chameleon sunglass hat commemorating Dick Brooks and Junie Donruppy. Oh, 
Oh, that was a beautiful car. Yeah, that that's was, a, that was a pretty car. That was a good one, number ninety. I never forget that. Um, well, the, uh, the reason I especially have that uh, in 1983 in the program, uh, they had a, a big article about uh, how I did the uh, first in-car radio where they talked uh, over MRN to get during the race, uh, and that became a very popular uh, item, which has continued for both radio and TV today. Oh, that's great, Nelson. I, you know, we got to do a book, Nelson. The Wizard of Pit Road. I still say it'll sell. If I can write one on Greg Moore, I could write one on you. You got that right. <laughs> <laughs> Nelson, yeah. I need to hire Nelson to, to, to help him be an advisor. He's been an uh, advisor well, for yeah. competitors for years and years, but doing a lot of things. NASCAR needs to listen to Nelson some. Well, well I, I talked, uh, you know, uh, for a little bit with uh, Jim France yesterday. Good. And, uh, you know, uh, I have a lot of faith in Jim, so uh, maybe we'll get, uh, you know, uh, him getting the ball rolling. And uh, the one last thing, uh, I tried to get the engineer to uh, tell you why he had Larry on the phone. But about a month ago, uh, the Wood Brothers took the uh, Mercury uh, down to, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, David Pearson's place. Parked it about a half mile up the road, you know, got it out of the trailer. I got Pearson out, you know, uh, in the front yard, and they drove the car up. Oh, uh, drove drove the car right up there. So that was, a, you know, a nice thing. But uh, then the Wood Brothers stopped and saw, uh, you know, uh, David this past week. Oh, man. Well, I guess if, uh, if, we, if we still had Bud Moore here, I'd, I might have known about it, and uh, we'd all been at the Peach Blossom. But, Nelson, I envy you being down there. It's my favorite race of the year. I mean, my favorite stock car race over Daytona and everything. It's uh, it's uh, just uh, history being relived all over, all over the uh, city. And if we can get them to come back with the parade and the beauty pageant, I think we'll be pretty much back where we used to be. Right. Well, I had the Hall Parade, uh, you know, Thursday night. So, uh, you know, that's still quite a big event down here. But like you said, a beauty pageant, uh, you know, having Sunday off and then having the race on Labor Day, uh, you know, was uh, very interesting. Uh, and then one last thing, the old Thunderbird uh, Motel has now turned into a Motel 6. Oh, um, that's no. another tradition going by the wayside. <laughs> Nelson, the Thunderbird sign's still up there, but that's it. Well, I got to get down there and take a picture of it. Uh, I want to stay at the Darlington Motel with where Rory Calhoun stayed. But thank you, Nelson. We'll talk to you next week. We appreciate you having a firsthand uh, um, account of what's going on down there. And uh, have a good Labor Day. Stay out of the sun. Get that straw hat out. You got it. Talk to you Thank you. That's Nelson Crozier on the scene at Darlington. Uh, man, would I love to be down there. Gene, you got something to say to close it real fast? Uh, just uh, hope to see a crowd at uh, Cherokee tomorrow for the Hall of Fame race. Don't forget to read Nelson's. Uh, Nelson. <laughs> well, Casey Elliott, I brought his name up. Don't forget forget to read Gene's column in the uh, Spartanburg Herald Journal tomorrow, Murphy's Law. He's uh, doing a great job uh, keeping us up to date on the local scene, and we give him a little more time next week, I promise. He can he can wrap up um, everything that happens because uh, we know he's got a lot going on. Greg, uh, see you next week. Let's go grab a bite to eat. Uh, let's get on the couch and watch some racing and some football. And uh, 
Just remember to come back next week and keep it between the fences. You've been listening to Start Your Engines. Tune in each Saturday morning at 10 during the season for the very latest in auto racing news, interviews, and guests from around the sport. To find out more or order Perry Allen Woods books on motorsports, visit McFarlandBooks.com. Start Your Engines has been a presentation of Fox Sports Spartanburg, LLC. All rights reserved. because otherwise we don't have him and we're going all in our website is spartanburgsportsradio.com fox sports 1400 wspg spartanburg we now interrupt